Little Johnny had a very inquisitive mind. He was always wondering how things worked, and so he was always asking his parents some difficult questions. How do car engines work? How do planes fly? How does the internet work? Whenever little Johnny had one of his inquisitive questions, his parents would rush to Google to find an answer for him to calm his curious mind down. Well, after church on Christmas Sunday, upon hearing a sermon speaking about Jesus being true God and true man, well, little Johnny couldn't help but ask his pastor after the service, Pastor, how is it possible for Jesus to be true God and true man? To which his pastor responded, Well, Johnny, I can't tell you how, but I can remind you of why. And the reason why is exactly what we're going to look at in our verses for today from the Gospel of John. Where John speaks about the incomprehensible truth of God himself taking on flesh. And while John doesn't explain how something like this could ever be possible, he tells us the reason why. And as John begins, he speaks about the greatness of Christ, where he refers to him as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him everything was made, and without him not one thing was made that has been made. The beginning here isn't speaking about when Jesus was incarnate in Mary's womb. No, the beginning here is really speaking about the beginning as we hear of it right away in Genesis chapter 1, when God was in eternity creating everything. And when God was doing this, well, there Christ was. And not only was Christ present when everything was being created, but he was active in the creative process of everything that we now see today. And the purpose of Christ taking on flesh, as we hear of in verse 14, was so that God, the one who was there at the creative work of the world, could be the light and the life of mankind. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Well, we may think that life is all about having a heartbeat and cognitive function, here John speaks about what true life is. And true life is being free from the burden of sin. And because each and every one of us is born with a sinful nature, we are at birth born spiritually dead and in the darkness of our sin. And the only one who could bring us light and the only one who could bring us life was Christ and Christ alone. And just as the sun gives physical light and the earth here, and without it, we would be in physical darkness. Well, in the same way, without Christ, we would remain in the spiritual darkness of our sin. And because Jesus alone is the true light that can give us life, God had prophets all throughout history point to him. And the greatest of these prophets was John, who came as an eyewitness to testify about the light. This was really the important work that prophets had. You see, they wouldn't just point to Christ to give people head knowledge about the Savior. Really, their purpose was to point people to Christ so that everyone would believe through him. 
their goal was to point to the promised Savior so that those who heard this message would trust in him and would have confidence that he came to even forgive their sins. But even though God had prophets all throughout history point to the promised Savior, well, the tragic reality was that when he came into the world, not everyone believed in him. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, yet his own people did not accept him. And this shows the tragic reality that our sinful natures prefer to stay in the darkness. This was even true of the Israelites who were God's chosen nation. And if anyone should have had every reason to see the promised Savior and to trust and believe in him, it was them. With all the prophecies and promises and prophets that they had pointing them to the promised Savior. Really, the only temptation that they should have been faced with was trying to claim Jesus as theirs and theirs alone when he finally came into the world. And yet when he did come into the world, they wanted nothing to do with him. Well, it was a tragic reality that many in the world and many from God's chosen nation rejected Christ. Well, there were still those who believed in his name. And to those who believed, Christ gave them the right to become children of God. Well, God's chosen nation thought that their earthly relationship to Abraham is what would grant them eternal life in heaven. John here makes it clear that it's, it has nothing to do with earthly relationships, yet it has everything to do with our relationship to Christ. When one is connected to the true light, Christ, they are born not of blood or of the desire of flesh or of a husband's will, but they are born of God. Becoming a child of God isn't something that someone can produce in of themselves. This is something that is given by God and God alone. And just as God freely sent his one and only son as a gift to the world, as the one who would be the promised savior to take away all of our sins, God is the one who freely gives us the gift of faith. And he gives it to those who are connected to his word. This is what God does for his faithful believers. And up to this point, John has laid out all the amazing blessings that come to those who believe in the true light. He conquers the darkness. He gives the right to become a child of God. And those who believe in him are born of God. And after laying out all these amazing blessings to those who believe in Christ through their God-given faith, John then explains how Christ won all of these blessings to those who believe in him. Jesus won these blessings because the word became flesh and dwelled among us. We have seen his glory, the glory he has as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. God himself took on flesh. And while we can never comprehend how the almighty and infinite God could humble himself in such a way to be born of the Virgin Mary, what we do know about this amazing miracle is that Jesus didn't cease being what, we, what he was before in eternity. But what we do know, and the beauty is that we need to understand how, 
All we need to do is really understand why. And that's exactly what John tells us. He tells us that Jesus came to bring grace and truth. And these two things are central to our salvation. Grace being God's undeserved love, where on our part all there is is sin, guilt, and shame, and where God should rightly allow us to face the punishment that our sins deserved. Where God instead comes to us with his peace, mercy, forgiveness, pardon, and his love. And truth, which can be described as God's purpose and plan for our salvation. Where God planned from the very beginning, ever since the fall into sin, that he was going to send his one and only son into the world so that he could accomplish the work of salvation for us. So that he could live the perfect life in our place. So that when he went to the cross, his holy and perfect blood that he shed on the cross would take away each and every one of our sins. And seeing what this child accomplished for us really serves as a reminder of how serious our problem of sin is. There's nothing that we could do to earn or merit God's grace or favor. The only way we could ever be saved was if God did something for us. No matter how perfect a life we might imagine ourselves to live, no matter how well we might think we're doing in comparison to others, that if we're looking at any way other than Christ, we're remaining in the darkness of our sin. That's really the joy of Christmas. And that it truly is a message that brings us comfort, peace, and hope. Because we see God himself taking on flesh where God himself is fulfilling his promise to send the Savior who would crush the serpent's head. And by God's grace, we have heard the gospel message which focuses on the life and work of this child, where the Holy Spirit has created and worked faith into our hearts so that we can trust and believe in the Savior who has come to redeem us from all of our sins, bringing us from the darkness of our sin into the light of forgiveness. And so while we can't comprehend how God himself could ever take on flesh, we see that the reason why really has the greatest meaning for our lives. How could Jesus be true God and true man? Little Johnny asked his pastor. To which his pastor responded, Well, I can't tell you how, Johnny, but I can remind you of why. God took on flesh so that he could live the perfect life that we never could. And since he lived the perfect life in our place and died the death that he did on the cross, suffering for all of our sins, you can be assured that all of your sins are forgiven, just as I can be assured that all of my sins are forgiven. And that's really the joy of Christmas, Johnny, that in the manger, we see that our Savior from sin has been born. Amen.